Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wildcard on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and Jerry's here too. Dave's here in spirit, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. So let's get started. That's right, and uh, you cobbled this together, and this is about the long U caves. I think cobbled is generous here. (laughs) No, it's fine. Uh, These caves in China, uh, specifically the – how would you pronounce that, Josh? The province? Yeah. Zhujiang. The Zhujiang province in China, um, where in the early 90s, in 1992 specifically, Mm -hmm. uh, the people that lived in the villages near these – uh, ponds. There's ponds all over the place there. Yeah. Uh, but there, all these sort of historical rumors of the some of them being bottomless, these bottomless ponds, kind of uh, Chinese lore. And one day, this guy, and I actually found his name, and now I can't find it. Uh, his name was Wu. I do know that. But he said, you know what? I'm going to find out what's going on. I saw some places say that he caught this enormous fish in one, mm-hmm. but I think that's not true because – Part of the thing about these ponds is that they had no fish. Yeah, that they were totally devoid of life. Uh, But I saw two different things said he caught this giant fish and was intrigued. But I I just think that's made up BS. Okay, that's great that you laid that out there because we should probably say there's a lot of questions about all of this. There really is. It's surprisingly hard to get a lot of stuff on this. Um, So anyway, he he was intrigued and said, I'm going to buy a water pump. And I'm going to drain that thing. Mm -hmm. And as the story goes, they ended up investing as a village into several more water pumps. And after 17 days of pumping, uh, drained this thing to see if it was, in fact, a bottomless pond. (laughs) What did they find? They found, not just in that one pond, but five ponds, uh, really deep caverns that you'd be like, oh, okay, that's kind of a neat thing to find, a cavern that was filled with water that everybody thought was a pond. But wait, yes. all you had to do was peer <laughs> over the surface uh-huh. into this cavern, and you would see a staircase that had been carved into the rock descending below into the darkness. What? Yeah. Yeah, and these are the, the this is the mystery of the Long U Caves, because they still don't know, and this is what we'll talk about, you know, probably in part two, they still don't know why. These things were built. These this amazing system of underwater caverns, mm-hmm. or well, originally underwater, but just underground caverns. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, how many were there in total? I think twenty four. They ended up finding. Yeah, they found twenty four of them. Five major ones and nineteen slightly smaller ones. Yeah, one is a tourist attraction now. Maybe more. That was even hard to find out. For sure. But at least one. And the whole thing, this whole system of what they call grottos of twenty four grottos covers seven and a half acres and the biggest one has a ceiling that's a hundred feet off of the floor yeah soaring 30 meters plus Uh, that's a really tall cave and a really long staircase and also you would say well wait a minute how is this thing even being held up my friend they carved pillars that held this thing up and that's just the very beginning of all the astounding stuff 
that there is to say about these caves. Do you carve a pillar or do you carve everything around what will eventually be a pillar? They say that I think Michelangelo <laughs> uh-huh. uh, saw like in a slab of marble, like raw marble, what he was supposed to chip away to wow. to reveal, you know, David beneath or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, just what a great way of looking at things. He stared at it and he could just see that flaccid penis. <laughs> right. He could hear. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk a little bit more about these, because when you walk down those steps, uh, you're going to find those pillars and then you're going to look around at these walls mm-hmm. and you're going to be like, hold on a second. If I look at all these walls, I will notice, and the ceilings, mind you, like basically all, all of the surface, except for the floor, right? I don't think the floor has them, no. Um, you will find it is made up of these carved out parallel, uh, or I saw one sort of poo-pooer call them parallelish, uh, <laughs> parallel lines that are, how wide are these things? Well, it depends. So if you're talking about the parallel lines that go, that circle all the way down a pillar, they're usually about 24 inches wide. I'm talking about the ones on the walls. They vary in length. Okay. Or width. Both. Okay. <laughs> but but they, they'll vary in width from like, say, this wall to that wall. In a local area, they're all going in generally the same direction. They're generally the same length. They're generally the same width. Right. But when you put it all together, it has this... um amazing effect of creating a uniform textured background Mm -hmm. to everything that's on these walls and to the walls themselves, the pillars themselves. They're adorned with texture. That's right. And within each of these sort of carved out lines are smaller vertical, uh, clearly like chisel marks Mm -hmm. uh, that are chiseled at a 60 degree angle to the vertical surface of the wall or the pillar or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. So, so there's definitely human hands had a big role in shaping these things. Lots and lots of human hands. And I guess we can take a break now mm-hmm. and we'll talk about all this other good stuff right after this. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, and catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Thank you. 
So first of all, how, how old is this stuff? We should talk about that for a second. That's a great question, Chuck. <laughs> well, uh, uh, probably about 2,000 years old. That's the guess. And the, the reason that they're saying that is that they found pottery um, embedded in the silt on the floor of this thing when they drained it mm-hmm. uh, of these caves. And that this pottery dated to about the reign of Emperor uh, Xuan, I think the 10th emperor of the Han Dynasty. And his reign was up to 48 BCE. So over 2,000 years ago is, is when these caves would have been dug yeah, exactly. And another weird thing about this uh, system is that usually you would know because the Chinese were great about keeping records and documenting stuff like this, mm-hmm. like exactly like this. Yet they have found no documentation anywhere ever about what how this was done or what these things were used for. Yeah, the closest they could come was a poem from the 17th century um, written by Yu Shun, who uh, was writing – at over 1,500 years after these caves were ostensibly carved. Yeah. And that's the only mention they have. And it's really weird. Like, why would it not be documented by a culture that documented everything? The other thing about it, Chuck, is that it doesn't, it doesn't match any of the other mines, quarries, grottos, um, ceremonial sites, mm-hmm. uh, um, palaces. It just is it's, they're their own thing. There's one other group of grottos called the Huashan grottos. They're also billed as mysterious, but supposedly they were built about 1,500 years after the ones in uh, Longyu, the Longyu caves. Uh, Yeah. Another couple of remarkable things is that each one of these has only one entrance, like you're talking about, Mm -hmm. that vertical shaft uh, staircase. Um, So it's not like they're connected together, although they are... Um, beside one another. They neighbor one another, sometimes to the point where these walls are just a couple of feet thick between them. Mm-hmm. But you can't move from one to another while you're down there. Uh, and then once you get down there, they found that they they used to have these um, drainage channels and ways to drain them uh, in this like sort of central water pool that would collect water. Yeah. But they eventually completely filled with water and a lot of this still is, you know, guesswork because they really just don't know much about it. But they think that they flooded over time because these drains stopped working. Yeah. And clearly the people who built these were incredibly talented because, like you said, they shared walls. And those walls, in some cases, were only two feet thick. And if you're carving out spaces independently and you're using a shared wall, you're at a really high risk of carving into the other chamber, the other room through the wall. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They they figured out that precisely how to carve the next chamber that shared the wall with the first chamber without puncturing that that shared wall. That's really tough to do. Oh, totally. And they didn't just go in there with like the biggest tools that were available to them at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they and you know it's sort of these these little lines that are carved. They've basically settled on the fact that like lots and lots of people did this with pretty small tools, uh, like chisels and hammers, basically, when they could have used bigger things at the time. Yeah, I saw that they think that they actually carved from the surface of the ground downward, layer by layer, that that's how they they carved it out. So they're carving this pillar over here by, you know, along the way, they were carving another pillar over here along the way, and they just kept carving down with chisels. So there's a, 
estimate. I'm not sure who estimated this. This is all over the internet, though, which it was, makes me worried. <laughs> for sure. Um, we got it from Interesting Engineering, so blame them. We tried to go as legit a source as we could. And they said that an estimate um, with with tools at the time, just removing the rock, mm-hmm. not not the like intricate carving or anything like that, but just to remove the rock to create the caverns, would have taken a thousand people six years if they worked twenty four straight hours. Yeah. So that's pretty nuts because they it, they yeah. would have moved a million cubic meters of rock. We're, this isn't soil, everybody. This is siltstone. It's very hard rock that they carved into. Yeah, and there's no evidence of where all that stuff went. That million cubic meters of of rock, because uh, it's not like there's you know a, a big mountain nearby of mm-hmm. stacked siltstone. Right. Uh, there were no tools that they found. Um, they're they're surmising this chisel and a hammer thing from how, you know, like the end result, not the fact that they found a bunch of chisels and hammers down there. Right. Like after some great flood or something. Uh, and then you mentioned the intricate patterns. There, It's not just the carving and the walls and the ceilings and these pillars, but there is art down there, like bass relief carvings uh, all over the place. And almost everywhere I found said that this is – almost certainly came much, much later yeah. and was not done at the time. Well, let's let's get into it, because I think we should finish on skepticism, shall we? Let shall. We shall. Um, so some people are like, that boss relief thing is a great example of questioning anything we know about this, because sources, legitimate sources will be like, it, it, this boss relief is in shockingly good, good condition, having yeah. been underwater for centuries. And... Uh, skeptical sources say probably it's because it was carved after these things were um, drained in the 90s to enhance their attraction for tourists. Yeah. And that over here in the West, we're like, wow, look at that boss relief. It's like it was carved within the last 30 years. Yeah. Um, where And it's just a misunderstanding. So when you learn about that, it starts to make you question, well, okay, what else is just misunderstanding? What else is just the tourist board in China saying something and we're not quite getting it and we think that this is a mystery more than it is? Exactly. Because uh, you do have to keep that in mind, like what we're talking about uh, or where we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been theories over the years of what it could have been. Um, none of them completely make sense. Uh, if it was like a mine, it wouldn't have been they wouldn't have taken so much time to make it so sort of precise and intricate. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was a palace, because some people put that forward, it would have had rooms. I mean, this is like, I don't know if we got it across. Each one is like its own just huge room. Uh, and that's not how palaces were. They had different chambers and different rooms. Uh, and another thing was maybe it's a garrison for troops, uh, but they wouldn't have taken so long to do something like that probably. No, they would have needed garrisons like much more quickly. You don't, you know, it's not something that you would take, uh, you know, six years using a thousand people for 24 hours a day. um, It's a heck of a foxhole. Exactly. Right. (laughs) I did see one video of this woman online uh, put forward the idea that it's sort of like an Occam's razor thing. Wait, is Occam's razor? Yeah, that's the simplest explanation, right? Yeah. Yeah, that they were cisterns, uh, and she had a lot of compelling reasons why she thinks they were cisterns. Uh, and a lot of people in the comments, this is YouTube, of course, 
Um, they were like, I'm going to kill your family. <laughs> no, a lot of people were like, hey, that actually makes a lot of sense. And she compared them to different cisterns at other places in the world that kind of had some similar looks. Uh, and that, you know, they, they functioned well as cisterns because they collected a ton of water mm-hmm. uh, that they had still been using for fresh water. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure the ancestors, the ghosts were like, what are you doing when they saw the villagers pumping these things out? Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Uh, I think there were some things that don't quite hold water. Well, no. Oh, boy, Chuck. The the <laughs> biggest one is, um, I'm sorry we didn't finish on that, but that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest one for me is why would you make such intricate carvings in a cistern? I don't know. That's a great None question. None of that makes sense. So from what we can tell, there is a pretty decent amount of mystery to the Long U Caves. It's not just misunderstanding. Yeah, and I don't think we're probably ever going to find out for sure. Uh, so, Chuck, what do you think about the idea that they were cisterns? I think it doesn't hold water. Beautiful. Short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.